Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Saul Marquez here. And today I've got Victor Penev on the podcast. He's a serial entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Edamom. He's also a mentor and investor in food technology startups and advises early stage entrepreneurs. Previous to Edamom, Victor co-founded and sold Bulgaria's largest internet company, NetInfoBG. Victor also ran the international digital business of Playboy Enterprises and was instrumental in starting the digital marketing efforts of BMG and in creating an e-commerce capability for for a, a book club, the Better's Men Book Clubs. He's a very talented individual, and I'm excited to dive into a conversation with him, given that he's a little bit more than just healthcare, but just uh, the the enterprise of of, uh, of wellness, health, and and nutrition. So, Victor, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. A pleasure to be here. So, did I leave anything out in your intro that you want to share with the listeners? I think that about covers it. I mean, I, I think what's important more is the context that I'm. I've been passionate for you know starting businesses, uh, and I'm passionate about food, health, and technology. And Adam kind of combines all those passions of mine, uh, so to speak. And um, and so I'm, I'm having a really fun ride uh, with this company. That's great, man. Now you guys obviously cover a lot of different areas. But what is it that got you focused in in uh, in, in wellness uh, in the first place? So I think it was the realization, and I, we focus on food and nutrition. So and wellness is obviously very intimately tied to that. Uh, but it was a realization some time ago that people to live healthily, long lives, they need to eat right, and that. The majority of first world problems uh, today, obesity, uh, diabetes, uh, even cancer, Alzheimer's, are, are linked one way or another to food and nutrition. And that for people are not making the right choices because they get marketed to, because they get all kinds of fats that they follow, or simply because they have overabundance of food and, um, and not necessarily good food for them. And so I saw that is an information problem. If we get the right data, the right information to people when they're making food choices, when they are in the grocery store, when they're at the restaurant, when they're cooking at home, we can help them eat better and consequently live healthier and happier lives, longer lives without chronic conditions, without problems. And that's kind of what got me into health and wellness. I just wanted to help people kind of live those healthy, happy lives. And I thought that getting food, the right food is the is the way to go. Love that, Victor. And, you know, it's such a shame that you're right. I mean, so much of our what ails us today has to do with the way that uh, we choose to behave and what we choose to do and not to do. What would you say is a hot topic that you would put on today's health leader and business leader's agenda? And and how is it that you and your team at Edamam are, are tackling it? Yeah, I mean, I do attend quite a few uh, healthcare conferences and wellness conferences, and 
for better or worse, but that's the reality of the situation, most of the conversations center around health care as provided medical service providing hospitals by providers, people that are sick uh, and whatnot. And too little time is devoted to prevention, uh, health maintenance, and well-being, and not getting to the situation when you have to go to a hospital, not getting to having a chronic condition that needs to be treated. And so if I were to reshuffle the agenda for all the people running hospital systems and insurance companies and pharma companies and so on and so forth, I would focus them on how do we get people not to not to get sick, you know? So how can we motivate them? How What services can we provide to them so they they better care of themselves, you know, whether through eating right, sleeping more, meditating, you know, doing physical exercise, whatever it is. Um, so that will be the, the agenda I would put on up front. And obviously I'm partial to food and I think that that should be an important part of the message for everybody out there in the health and wellness business that they should promote healthy eating uh, and personalized healthy eating because healthy changes from one individual to another, but personalized healthy eating so that people are in better shape and they, they just don't get sick. So that's that's kind of the, I, need, I know it's generic, but that's kind of the item that I think we fight for. No, for sure. So, so can you give us an example of how you and your company has created results by, by doing this focus? So we actually powered the nutrition for quite a few uh, companies out there. Any, anybody from New York Times and Food Network to um, companies like Beardicale that focuses on diabetes and, uh, you know, can deal with ARP and so on and so forth. Ultimately, we are delivering on our mission. We are providing people with information in real time about the nutrient content, about the diet and allergen content of foods. and are making you know incremental admittedly but big enough change over time for people to make the right food choices um, we can point to a number of deals that we've done and some of them i cannot disclose but suffice it to say that right now through our partners we we reach hundreds of millions of consumers with our data and very soon um, i think within next year we'll be reaching billions of people when some of the deals we've done get implemented. And so that's kind of the impact we try to drive. We try to make as many deals and get to as many people and help them make those right food choices. Well, I think that's really great because we're, you know, oftentimes it's it's hard. How about the, uh, the planning, right? Because you could have a lot of information. And if it were as simple as, as having the information, I think everybody with an internet connection would live in a mansion and, um, and have six pack. Uh, so, so how about the planning side? You know, I mean, you guys doing anything to help people on that side? If by planning you meal, you mean meal planning? We, yeah. Meal planning and like exactly what they would need. Cause everybody's different, right? Right, right, right. And that's, that's an evolving team for us. You know, ultimately we started with, let's just provide information. And a lot of it is behavior science, right? People eating right. You can provide them with all the kale salads as recommendations, but if they feel like potato chips, they'll go for the potato chips. But yeah. what we've discovered over time is that with enough, it's it's almost, you know, I hate the term brainwashing, but, it, but I don't have a better word for it now. But it, if, if people are exposed <laughs> enough times to healthy meals, eventually they'll choose that healthy meal. And it's just been available in the option set there. 
So that's one. And then what we're doing now with a lot of our partners around meal planning and personalized nutrition is we're trying to marry, you know, personal data from, you know, from our partners that have either they manage populations with chronic conditions or they may be focused on a community of paleo or they may be, you know, just health nuts that are running marathons, whatever it is. We try to marry personal data with nutrition data so that we can provide kind of real-time personalized meal recommendations. Um, and those will depend on, on various things, you know, the basics of, you know, your age and gender and, you know, your activity level, but also things like, you know, uh, your genome, your microbiome, uh, your blood chemistry, uh, things like that, what you had for breakfast, what you had for lunch, what you have in the fridge, this type of thing. So, and then meal right. planning is is a is an interesting topic because we all think that we plan for our meals, but the reality of what we've discovered is that people are very impulsive around their meals. And even if they had a good, you know, intention to, you know, make a pea soup tonight, you know, they get home tired, they just like, oh, I'm going to pull out the Chinese menu and order, you know, that type of thing. And so yeah. it's creating that optionality around the, what what foods you choose when you make those impulsive decisions is actually uh, we think more impactful than sending somebody those are the twenty one meals you're gonna eat this week uh, because then the behavior is well they maybe eat five of those twenty one meals uh, and just the rest is impulsive decisions but we do we do think that we can marry kind of real time meal recommendations with some kind of you know measurement of you know either on a daily or a weekly basis to provide meal planning. So we're working with partners around that, but we try to adjust our data to the actual human behavior rather than shoving solutions down people's throats because, you know, they, they're not, they're not going to take it. You know, ultimately, no, no matter how sure. healthy the food is, people want to be tasty as well and they, they have cravings. I think that's great. No, and I appreciate you addressing that, Victor, because it, it, is, it is an area where I feel like a lot of people struggle and uh, it's great to to have a partner, you know, that, that, you know, whether it be in a device or an email or however the information is, is pushed to the user just to have, especially in those moments of high stress or, or impulse that you have some nice options that pop up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's kind of like the same thing, you know, I, I liken it to, smoking and the campaign to eradicate smoking, you know, there was a lot of bans and whatnot, but ultimately there was a massive education campaign of why smoking is bad and whatnot. And and habits changed. It did take time. It didn't happen over a year or two years. And I think mm-hmm. with food is the same. We indulge too much, especially in the Western society, and there is too much processed food and too much sugar. I mean, it's been written ad nauseum, but, but people don't change their habits right away. But I think if you have if you proactively show people healthier options that are that are tasty as well, eventually they'll change their behavior. And I think that's already happening, especially with the millennial generation. They are much more proactive, much more attuned to their body and their, their nutrition needs and the foods they eat and whatnot. And so uh, I'm very hopeful that in the next 10 to 20 years, we will live in a world where their kids are going to be you know, brought up with a completely different mindset around food. And they're not going to be reaching for chips, Coca-Cola, and ice cream. They'll be reaching for healthy snacks. Maybe it's like, you know, string beans or whatever it is. It, it, yeah. A lot of it is just how, how you brought up and what, what you're accustomed to. 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. And, and so, so you guys have been doing a really great job of partnering. You're reaching millions of people, going to be billions here soon. Tell us a time when you had a setback and, and what you learned from it. God, we fail all the time. It's a day without fail is uh, is a day not lived. Uh, but you know, joke aside, I, I think you know the biggest thing we changed in the company is moving from a B two C model to a B two B model. And if it's failure or wrong decision and whatnot, we we kind of you know started with okay, we will serve everyone on the planet directly. And as we moved along and build a, a business to consumer product, uh, and we did have pretty good initial traction. We had our 800,000 installs of our app and, you know, people using us all the time and being very happy with our product. But the reality is we didn't find a business model. And so we either had to (laughs) shut the company down or repurpose it, so to speak, the repurpose the technology. So we pivoted to a B2B model and, you know, it's been an upward path since then. But, you know, we we got the company almost to the brink with, with that B2C model and it was not understanding, I think, the market well enough and that people are not willing to pay for data or that their monetization of nutrition data is, is not as easy um, in the consumer market as it is in the business market. So that was that's an example of how we almost spectacularly failed. Yeah, no, that's really great. And you made a shift. And, you know, we, we talk about, about this topic a lot in many of our podcasts with some of the entrepreneurs that we have on is, you know, what model do you pursue? Is it the, is it the business to consumer? Is it the business to business? And most of the time in healthcare, it's the B2B model that tends to be the model that gives that traction given how people pay for things in healthcare. And so you guys, you guys successfully made that shift, even though you did have that traction when you were doing B2C, it just wasn't providing the, the potentially the dollars that you needed to stay afloat. So Kudos to you for for doing that. What would you say one of your proudest uh, business moments has been to, to date with the company? You know, we we have wins every once in a while, and I can mention a few big names of partners that we've you know partnered with and that we've made an impact with. But as you build a business, those become kind of this is just what we're doing to reach the ultimate goal. I think what I mentioned earlier is what our proudest achievement is that. You know, through those partnerships, we are now reaching hundreds of millions of people. So we are making real impact in the world, even though it's not directly noticeable, but we are making real impact in the world. And then I hope that next year when a couple of our our partners launch their products with our data, we'll be reaching billions of people. And then, you know, that will be, for me, I wouldn't say mission accomplished, but having made a huge step forward. And I think setting us up to impact the way people eat all over the world, this is kind of a true measurement and for us, the achievement that I would point to. Yeah, for sure. I think it's great, man. And to be able to to touch that many people is is a huge thing. It's all about adding value and and how can you do it at scale? And when you're when you're able to do that at scale, you're 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 starting to make an impact that's that's meaningful. And so tell us a little bit about an exciting project you're working on today. Uh, exciting project. So we have a, a few things that are that are kind of brewing up uh, on our end. One is we're probably going to expand our capability to provide personalized nutrition for various 
chronic conditions, um, you know, we're thinking about 200 different chronic conditions that we might to be able to kind of go from the get-go and say, hey, you have a headache, this is what you do, or you have psoriasis, that's what you do, uh, or you have throat cancer stage three, that's what you do. So that's that's one area that we're developing. The other is, you know, being able to to be effective for us, we need to be able to provide personalized recommendations what people should eat. And that involves all their meals, 100% of the meals that they eat. And, you know, sometimes people cook at home, sometimes they shop in a store, but sometimes they eat out. And I, we're working very much on kind of filling up the, the gaps in this data of people eating out because it doesn't exist. But our vision is that, and what we're working towards is that within a couple of years, we'll be able to know the nutrition of every single meal. Uh, ever cooked, served, provided, uh, also to to people, so that we can measurably make recommendations. So those are the projects we work work on. Other than that, we have projects with partners we work in right now with a couple of big companies on providing uh, new recommendation plans for cancer or for irritable bowel syndrome and, and stuff like that. But those are kind of the the day to day things that we do. The 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 vision of getting every meal uh, in, a, in our data set and being able to personal to provide true personalized nutrition recommendations is, is kind of what we're working on. Um, and again, it goes restaurant meals, it goes, you know, understanding better chronic conditions. And then the more exciting stuff that we haven't still touched in reality is like linking genome data and microbiome data and, and understanding, you know, when the science develops there, understanding, you know, how we can, uh, provide people with personalized recommendations around their genome or microbiome. Well, you're definitely a mastermind at this, Victor, and and I love how you think big and you're tackling populations, not just the individual. And and so super exciting to see you guys moving at the pace you're moving. And and I'll definitely be keeping up with you guys. And and by the way, folks, if you're curious about uh, uh, Victor's company, Edamom, we'll provide a link to to the company on the show notes, which you know you could go and find on outcomesrocket.health. Just type in Edamom on the uh, search bar and you'll find it there. So, so Victor, this, this is uh, fascinating stuff. Getting close to the end here. We're going we're gonna to do a lightning round. I've got five questions for you. It's the ABCs of Victor Panev. So uh, here are the questions. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think the best way is to not get to people being sick, you know, just prevention. That's, I think, the game. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Uh, in healthcare, I think it is presuming as a provider, I guess, or as the healthcare system, presuming that you know what's best for the consumer and not listening to uh, to them, to the, to the patient. I think the biggest pitfall is to shove down solutions versus listen to the consumer and then create solutions for them. How do you stay relevant despite constant change? You got to keep changing. There's no other way. That's the world around us. It, it, it keeps changing all the time. And if you don't change with it, you're not going to stay relevant. So it's, it's, a, it's a practice. It's a daily practice. Amen, my friend. What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? You know, we, I have a vision that we can help people live to 120 without ever getting sick or having a mental disease. And I think that's kind of 
what the area of focus is. Uh, we've chosen food as kind of the way to go for it, but you know that's kind of what keeps me motivated. And, and I, I personally aim to to reach that goal, and I think everybody on the planet can. Love it, Victor. I want to be there with you. One twenty. Absolutely. That's a natural age if you don't get sick. Man, I love it. Well, folks, live to 120. Dive into this interview. Listen to it again. Victor's definitely got some inspiring thoughts on on really food, nutrition, wellness. What would you say your your book recommendation is to the guests? Uh, I've gone through so many books, but I there is one book that I keep gifting to people. Uh, it's the Tao Te Ching, uh, Lao Tzu's infamous. Uh, Treatise on, on on how to live life and and the universe, and uh, I I I find that to be fascinating because those are synthesized wisdom in verses that are just mind mind blowing. So I haven't read it in a while, but I when I have to give the book to somebody, I don't know. I feel uh, you know they need a little bit of kind of extra push, and that's the book I give. Love it, Tao Te Ching. Again, folks, go to Outcomes Rock. That health and type in the search bar Edamom or just type in Victor Penev. That's uh, Victor P E N E V. You're going to find this entire interview transcript as well as a link to the books, resources, and, and area, uh, areas of discussion today. Uh, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought, Victor, and uh, the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Uh, so I'll start with the best place. Uh, I think you can uh, email me at victor at edamam.com. Uh, I'm much more diligent with email than any other means of communication. And I forget what was the first part of the question. Can you repeat that? Yep. Just a closing thought for the listeners. Oh, closing thought for listeners. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, I think that's, that's important. And I think in today's world, we run like crazy, we measure by clocks, we uh, always have things to do, and we forget to take care of ourselves, and, and ultimately we pay the price. Um, so if I had one advice, it's just make time to take care of yourself. That's it. Beautiful, Victor. And um, I love that message, and I will take that message and, and definitely apply it to myself. So listeners, take care of yourself. Victor, really appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Same here. I appreciate your time as well. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 